Life has its ups and downs. Our guests will share their story and their journey through life. They'll share the struggles they hit and how they pivot in a way to come out stronger and better than before. Growing up, we are taught there is one way of life that essentially creates our life's checkmark. You have a choice to go in any direction you desire. As you listen to our guest, you're encouraged to look at your life and the checkmark you created in your mind and readjust if needed after listening to some of the incredible stories told. This is the Life's Checkmark Podcast, and I'm your host, John Emery. I'm part of a community called the Business Leaders Network. You can check out the Business Leaders Network community and get your first month for only $37. This is a great way to test drive what we are about and to see if it's a great fit for you. Every week, we go live teaching and giving strategies to help you grow in leadership, sales, marketing, systems, processes, and finances. You can join us today by clicking in the link in the show notes. Hi, Ty. It's great to have you with us today. Uh, just a little background. I met Ty briefly for like 20 minutes or so uh, out of a BLN. It's an entrepreneur's group. And I know you have an incredible journey to share. Uh, and I appreciate you coming on to share your journey. And uh, I, let's just start with who you are today, what you're doing, and then we can go from there. Yeah, so... The most important part is I'm sober. And so my my journey up to till today is battling addiction. And so that's the 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 foundation of everything that I'm doing. And so I uh, come a long ways and I'm in marketing. I enjoy marketing because of my the only way out of addiction is from within. And so when you start to learn how you behave and other people behave and why we do the things we do. Um, there's a huge overlap in consumer behavior as well. And so, um, that journey led to this journey. So it's, it's been an interesting little, uh, you know, sequence of events. That is interesting. I like that. I like how you put that together a bit. Um, so let, let's, let's get to where you got to today. So you had some kind of addiction. What, what, what kind of addiction was that? So I had a drug, drug addiction <clears throat> for me specifically, it was methamphetamine. So obviously, um, I, I've had my battles with all sorts of other drugs as well. Heroin, um, you know, pills, uh, I mean, fentanyl, I've done fentanyl, um, I've overdosed. Um, so it was just an addiction yet. It was just channeled more into stimulants more than anything else. And so, um, yeah, uh, yeah. So that, that's, that's what my drug addiction, that's, that's kind of what that was in a nutshell. And so is, was there a reason why you started to do all this? So I'm, a, I, I mean, the, the reasonings in the moment was definitely lack of emotional regulation, coping skills. Um, obviously two people can experience the same thing and respond completely differently. And so for me, my, the root of my addiction was abandonment. And so I was adopted at the age of six and I was taken away from my birth mom at the age of four. And so I have a lot of experiences between zero and four. My birth mom was only 13 years old when she was raising me. And because of the circumstances of uh, my birth, she was basically left on her own. And so from my first four years of my life, she was just basically repeating the patterns that she knew in order to survive because she didn't have support. And so as a child going through being taken away and, you know, adoption and everything that goes, you know, everything that predated the, you know, being taken away and everything. Um, 
I did not, uh, I would just say I came out of it with a lot of, you know, problems and, uh, drugs and it ended up being the, you know, the exhibition of, you know, those, you know, previous situations. I mean, I followed my birth mom's footsteps based on drug use without even ever actually knowing her. Like it's, it's crazy how that worked. Um, but yeah, so two addict parents as well. So there was definitely a little bit of genetic predisposition in there as well. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the gist of the story. Um, and so getting sober required unlocking those parts of me. Um, I ended up having to go meet my birth mom. And so that right there shifted my entire perspective <laughs> completely, <laughs> completely. Um, it, it just, it, it changed everything. It's, it, it's, it's amazing what God did for me in that moment um, because nothing else would have um, allowed me to heal. Uh, it had to be that way um, based on what I've experienced. And so, yeah, that, that, that was the addiction. Um, so it was just basically this low self-worth abandonment, you know, things that my childhood self internalized. What was that moment like to meet your birth mother again? And, and let, let's just for reference, like what ages, you know, were you and her and you guys came together to see each other after so long? So she had, so, so she had me from age of her being 13 to 17. So mm -hmm. those are the years she had me. So she has definitely can recollect our time together for me. I don't have those same memories. So it was like a first for me, even though it's not actually a first. Um, and so it was definitely two, two different lenses on the situation. Um, and so meeting her was absolutely amazing. I still remember the moment that I walked into her apartment door after my journey out there, which is a whole nother story in itself. Um, and so uh, meeting her, it, 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 how do I say it? it closed loose ends and it brought closure and understanding to a situation that unless you were like cognitively there, you could not possibly know. And so seeing how her life has unfolded since um, understanding more about where she was at in her life during those moments of time. And then also having been through addiction and seen women in addiction and seeing what it does to them, um, meeting her it created this like synergistic, um, like beautiful, uh, you know, like moment of enlightenment where even where I am today would not have been possible had I not been taken away. And so she was a victim. I was becoming a victim. And so being taken away was like kind of God aside visions. God kind of went over there, grabbed me, picked me up and brought me over here. It was like, okay, let's get you in a, let's get just some sun over here. There's some water over here. Let's get you sprouting a little bit better over here. You know, like you would with a little seedling or a little sapling. And so um, I, I, I never would have known that had I not met her finally, because up to that moment it was like hatred, anger, um, obviously you got the low self-worth, low, just all the lows that aren't good for you. And so, um, yeah. So even though, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was good. It was good. It was good. Was she surprised too? Like I would imagine you guys knew this was happening, right? I mean, she knew. And Well, so about a month after getting out of prison in 2018, we connected on Facebook what had happened was in 2015, before I went to prison, I had messaged her on Facebook 
but from her account, she never received it, but she received it in 2018. So after I got out of prison, she gets this message from me and she responds to me. And so we started talking. And so it wasn't until, you know, a good uh, 10 months later that I ended up going out there. Um, but I ended up falling back into addiction. And this is another beautiful part of the story. Like um, I was deep in addiction before I met her. So like I was, I, I'm, I'm open about it. I'm not, I'm not shameful about it, but I was an IV user. That's how I would use drugs. So I was basically as far as you can possibly go with an addiction. And I came to a moment where it was like, hey, my car's about to get repoed. My phone just got shut off. I'm literally as far down into my addiction as I have ever experienced, which is for me is the needle. Once I got into the needle, it's like, okay, there's really nowhere else to go from here except a prison. <laughs> and so, um, I, I, I mean, since we had been reconnected, um, I reached out to her over like the, you know, a month and a half before then I'd be like, Hey, like if I came out there to get clean, start over, change up my environment, like, would that be okay? And, um, my car had already been repoed one time. So I was about to get repoed a second time, but this time I didn't even have my phone service. So I was like, Oh crap, this is about to go down really fast. Cause once I lose my car, what is my drug addict mindset going to be? And so at that point, it's going to be like, well, I have nowhere to go but down. <laughs> and so um, in that moment, I ended up choosing to just up and leave one night. I just literally up and left one night, didn't even have gas money. I had $13 to my name, um, overdrafted my car, put my gas in my car. And I just started driving out to Kentucky where she was at. And so um, it was a, I mean, even just looking in hindsight now, that journey I didn't have anything I needed. I didn't have the money for it, but I had some skills and some knowledge. And so I would hop Walmart to Walmart and I'd do these little audit jobs and they'd pay me like eight to $14 per Walmart. And that's how I got across country. I just did a bunch of those jobs and I would sleep in Walmart parking lots. Um, I would get everything I need at Walmart. I would use Walmart too, because for the apps, I could connect to Wi-Fi. So I'd have a phone. And so I look back into it like, yeah, it's just it's just amazing how it all happened. And in the moment, you don't realize what's really at play. But then, you know, years go by and you're looking at this painting that was just painted over the past years. And you're like, oh, my God, like I could never have intricately created, you know, the avenue in that path. And it's like it's impacted multiple people. So many people have been impacted in good ways. Obviously, pain teaches us. So there's some pain in there. But it's a. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. So I don't know if I answered your question, but like it was uh I didn't I, I didn't realize that I was gonna meet her. I, I never realized it, but God knew I needed it. And um yeah, so it's been it's been amazing. <laughs> but, and, and you didn't you didn't have it planned, like you just went up, got up and pretty much just went, you know, yep. which is great. Um and as you said, it's it, you know, it things just happen for a reason, right? So he, and you just went, you know, and if oh, you yeah. didn't, if you didn't do that, then who knows what, right? Um, oh, I would have gone to prison. I, I'd be in yeah. prison right now. Um, it's just one of those forks in the road where you're like, there's no programming beyond this point, but this, this is the only programming in me that exists. <laughs> and time and time again, I've tested that programming and that's the only output every time. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just one of those moments. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just so crazy to think and get this. Before I left, I just left to get sober. I was like, oh crap, I'm, my car's about to get repoed. So I'm going to take this car. It's my only way to get out of here. Uh -huh. So I'm like, now I may never have even the choice of making this jump. And right. so 
um <laughs> it's it's uh yeah um i get a little bit emotional like my mind starts to muddle up when i'm talking about these things sure. um, it's uh yeah it's crazy it's crazy. well yeah it was a life-changing moment you can obviously yeah. tell that from you have the way you are, <laughs> yeah. you, are acting, you know I mean, because if you didn't do that then like you said you know you'd probably be in jail you know for the most part um yeah. so well, and, and when i left too like i ended up in college so like literally eight days after putting down the needle i had no ambitions before this never had even thought about doing this but i was in the ohio state university admissions talking to one of the admission um uh you know employees or whatever that was a, a student at school and that's and so literally it went from needle Never met my birth mom to eight days later, having met my birth mom and looking to see how I could get into college. And so it's just, and and, and it's just, it's crazy because I didn't even have the tools required in the, in the meantime to make it there, but it, it all worked out. And so it's just, uh, and then like here we are now having this conversation. I have completely mm -hmm. different morals, completely different values. Um, everything's just literally, everything's changed since that moment. It's it's crazy. So it's like for anyone out there who has an, an addict loved one who, who who is either suffering from addiction themselves, it's like there is always hope. Like there's no such thing as a hopeless situation because I'm pretty sure anyone who knows me is like, he's never going to change. Like that might be the dumbest thing he's ever done. And then I'll top him <laughs> dumber. And so at that point, it's like, okay, he can top this. It's like <laughs> that's where my life was at. I don't think anybody, um, no, but nobody saw me really like re redirecting my trajectory. Nobody, nobody saw it. Nobody. Somebody saw it. saw it. It's just not somebody around you. That's, yeah. that's what you were saying. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and so, I mean, uh, did it help change your mom in any way since you guys met? So, um, I mean, that's a toughie one. Um, so she's a great lady. I love her. Um, like one of my whys in business is so I know when her body gives out on her, I can provide for her and she'll be taken care of. So that's just a little like, you know, come back around type of a moment. Love you. Thank you. Sorry. You went through everything you went through just so I could be in this world. Sure. Um, and so, uh, we're not like super close now. We're close. It's from afar. Um, there was a, I lost my money when I was in college. I lost my money in the stock market. And so like, this isn't anything like shade on her. Like she's got her own battles. Everybody does she holds her job down. She's doing things the best she can. Um, but I lost my money in the stock market. So dumb, dumb choice, very irresponsible. And I went and stayed with her and she ended up, she was, she was using at the time. And so, and she was using, you know, the drug that had taken me down those dark roads. And so I never used because at that point, it definitely, I was on a different trajectory. Um, but I was in an environment without my knowledge that could potentially have derailed me. And just the fact that there was no consideration taken in that moment um, for my well-being. Um, I know she was trying to help and I'm grateful that it worked out that way, but it's like, we don't have that level of communication. Like that just puts me in a lot of vulnerable positions. And so like, since that point, I realized I can't change her. I can't make her do anything. I can love her. Um, can't say I'm perfect in any of that, but like, I hope that having seen me and, you know, known me and she never thought she was going to meet me again. Um, I just hope that me being me doing me struggling the way I struggle beyond addiction 
you know, will be able to influence her in her own, in her own journey and whatnot. Like she might be sober right now and tell me it. I just would have a hard time believing it. And that's how people felt with me, but based on my previous behaviors, you know, back in the day too. So it's interesting to be, to flip the script. (laughs) And so, um, but yeah, no, it's definitely been beneficial for both. I met my, I met my half sister. um, So I never thought that I'd be able to meet a half sister. Did you know I had one? (laughs) You know, I got to be the half sister. I got a half brother in federal prison right now. Um, Timing was definitely not right. We never met. And so um, it'd be interesting. I can kind of be there as a beacon for him. So I never thought that because I I was adopted into a family with sisters. So now I have at least a half brother. So when he gets out of federal prison, we'll see, you know, if I can be a positive influence for him and he'll hopefully be a positive influence for me. But that's a good way to look at it. I like that. Keep your head up. Uh, So then you, you uh, pursued college. Did you go to college or you were just looking into it then? So I went to college for two years. Started in molecular genetics. Um, I'm just going to tell you this. Scientists, you guys are studs and your jobs are boring. (laughs) It is a very hard study. And the approach and the reason I want to go is so CRISPR-Cas9. It's now we have the ability to modify human genetics, cut, paste, copy, splice, add, subtract, multiply, whatever it is. We can do it now. And so Jennifer Downa discovered it in 2012, won a bunch of prizes around it and stuff. But as soon as I found out about that, I'm like, okay, so if we know that there's genetic predispositions to addiction um, and it's like, what are the potential possibilities now that we have this new natural based organic technology, which is what CRISPR is, they use bacteria. And so um, I went to college thinking, oh, hey, cool. Like it's super intimate and super passionate about it. Um, I would love, I love the idea of being involved in a solution around this. And so that's what, that's what my initial why was with, with college. Then I realized how hard it is, uh, definitely not interested in it, but then from a business standpoint, you don't want to be the scientist. You want to be the founder or the investor. You do not want to be the scientist. And so at that point too, I started getting an entrepreneurial mindset and things were starting to shift to how I look at things anyways, because there's employee mindset and then there's like the entrepreneur mindset, completely different. And so um, that's where that shift started to happen. started getting to Grant Cardone, ended up moving states back to Utah, went to the University of Utah, and then I changed my major to sociology because I was deep into the self-development. And so this is right before I was like, oh, hey, consumer behavior. It's just a different packaging of how humans behave and function and react to different situations and stimulations. And so um, so it was an evolving journey, started with solving a problem and then realized I was approaching it the wrong way. And then I diverted more into, for that to even be a solution, I need to approach it through business, not through science. So through business to science, but not starting with the science. Um, at least that's how I've visualized it. And so then I eventually dropped out earlier this year of college instead of getting my first two-year degree, um, realizing that times are changing, AI, technology, um, just, you know, part of burning the boats in entrepreneurship anyways. Um, and so then I dropped out because there's just so many information is everywhere now. And um, the price of college is just absolutely crazy. 
Um, but it, it, it was vital in my journey. It's it opened my mind. It taught me new ways of looking at things. It activated parts of my brain that I probably hadn't used in a while. Um, so, uh, it definitely, if I hadn't gone to college, I wouldn't be here talking to you as well. You know, who knows where I'd be or what I'd be doing. So it all happened for a reason. You know, you share in your journey this, this whole time. I love your positive outtake on everything that you experienced. Uh, that's, that means a lot, you know, just what you're sharing and, and your enthusiasm. And, you know, before this, we were talking about you being grateful and everything, you know? And so, I, I mean, kudos to you for just saying all this and, and seeing the positive side of every, everything. Uh, cause a lot of people can look at all the bad sides of stuff that happens to them and then just shut down, you know, yeah. um, it, you know, it sounds like it started with that ride, you, you, you to drive to, to your mother's, you know, kind of shifted things around. And, and, you know, it brings me to a question of the people that you were around. I mean, did obviously maybe with the addiction and stuff, you were around the wrong crowd. Did that change as you were trying to just drive around and go to college and stuff? I mean, did you get around different people that helped change your mindset? So well, definitely. And once you like study sociology, you realize how impactful every person you interact with is. Like literally, like we should almost treat our social interactions as like a mathematical equation. That is what you're going to become, what you're going to think about, what you're going to talk about. The ideas that you get that didn't come from yourself, they all stem from these external you know, factors. And so environment as out of my all my experiences from like addiction, homelessness, incarceration, um, just being trying to be a real person, being a real person, all those different things like environment is so important. And Looking back now from an educated mind, I can see why I was failing in so many different ways. And so like, it's just like in, uh, if, if everyone around me is, has the same problems I have versus has different problems or new problems and I've already solved the problem that I have, completely different outcomes. And so like, without a doubt, um, I mean, you change your network, you change your environment, you change the people whose opinions that you are seeking any sort of validation from, you change all of that, you change everything. But before that, if you change your your belief system and your value system, everything else will change beyond that as well too, which will include the people around you. And that's what I learned from like self-development is it's your value system and your belief system that matter above everything else because then your thoughts and your actions stem from those. And then what happens with that is your environment will change. The people you interact with will change. And so it all starts from within. Like that's, that's how I tell anyone about addiction. The only way out is from within. Um, but yeah. Yeah. You gotta be willing to make a change. Right. So you oh, yeah. Find that. yeah. Oh yeah. Environment is everything. Cause it's like, if if I, if you put if you put yourself around high performers and all they're doing is go 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 no excuses you're seeing constantly that's what you're seeing and being stimulated by in your environment um if the people that you're talking to are you know have a similar mindset of achieving what you're trying to achieve or aspiring to things beyond just average or normal well that's what you're going to be influenced by you know and so like when you're in addiction you're being influenced by people who are probably have the same dysfunctions as you you're putting yourself in congregations of people that aren't, you know, thinking of how can I serve the world? How can I add value to other people? You know, how can I leave a legacy for my family and my children? You know, how can I take, you know, how can I provide for my child's, you know, education once they're an adult, whether that's college, 
whether that's some coaching or whether that's, you know, getting them these opportunities so they can have a, a better possibility at a life and stuff like that. Like you don't, you don't get that with those groups of people. You know what I mean? It's all immediate gratification and stuff like that. So like, yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's like one of the the cures for addiction is just change your associations and your environments. Like that's why I had to move. I had to literally change the entire environment, even a mile down the road. I needed that mile down the road to be different. <laughs> no, yeah, that's what it takes. But you know, it's hard for people to take that mile down the road. You know, because they're stuck <laughs> in that, that that area. They don't. They don't. They don't want to feel bad for their friends or you know leaving them behind or or their friends are bringing you back down you know stuff like that you know you know what i'm talking about um but yeah so changing your environment is huge so i i know you and i are in the same group but i mean we're getting around different people all the time that's lifting you up and, and i could you're all over facebook like your marketing whatever whatever you're doing man it's just crazy um <laughs> so why don't you just share with us a, a little bit more in depth of what exactly it is that you're doing so right now Cold outreach is like my professional uh, focus. Um, I mean, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? I mean, you're all over like, it, yeah. So you're doing emails and stuff and, and trying to get people to respond, correct? Is there other stuff included in that? And I know you're playing around with a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. So basically like right now, as, as I'm a solopreneur, I mean, I'm finally at the point where I'm starting to like, look, okay, I might need to get a VA here soon so I can actually like start replicating what I'm doing um, and actually like move forward instead of being stagnant. Um, but like uh, consulting, just for holistic understanding of marketing and then cold outreach. And so like cold outreach is the reason I like cold outreach is because obviously messaging matters. Um, but before all that is just understanding what will prevent uh, an email from going into the inbox and what will in or uh, and what will ensure it goes to the spam box. And so just with AI technology, so like I'm real big on AI, um, even what I'm doing now is driven by AI technology. And so like this these processes, these systems, these ways of of tricking servers and Google and Microsoft and all these other, you know, uh, email providers, um, it's, yeah, so it's just like, a, it, it's so simple, actually, like anyone could do it if they wanted to put the time into it every day, but that's the part, it's a problem. We only have so much time. Um, but I mean, so, I mean, I, I jumped all over the place. I love AI. I love diving into the different tools, different applications, different use cases, but when you're just one person, you got to bring it in. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so email marketing is, that's what I'm focusing on right now, getting people in front of the right people into their email, which people check their emails. Um, people, yeah, so you got your DMs, you've got your emails, and you got your text messages, you know? And so email is is the, you know, the king of all kings of communication when it comes to uh, what we've always been doing. And so, yeah, um, I enjoy it because it's kind of like a game, like, like with everything. It's like, how can I win? You know, how can I, how can I do, how can I win by more this time than I did last time as we all probably approach everything that we do, regardless of our occupation. And so, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And I see, I see you always playing around with different AI tools or what, whatever it is, you know? So wait, 
I know there's a lot out there. So there's stuff that you're sharing that I have no idea existed. Oh yeah. Well, listen, it's information overload for myself, man. Like like the shiny object syndrome of the AI world of everything that's possible of what's currently possible. Like it's just, and that's the thing too, is like for anyone out there who is listening to this and watching this and has skill sets, like there's just, there's, if you understand an industry really well and your industry is either going to be or currently being disrupted by AI, you are in a unique position to ride the wave and be a part of the disruption instead of being disrupted. And so it's like, I see so many people jumping on the opportunities out there because there's like, there's, there's a whole vast, um, you know, uh, field of opportunity with what we're currently doing and where how we currently doing we how we currently do things will be in five ten years and so yeah. like that's why I like jumping into all these different things because the more you kind of play around with it the more you start to conceptualize it the more you start to understand it and then like yeah it's just familiar familiarity so like even you with like your podcasting and everything that you're doing like i'm i'm sure you're probably starting to dabble in a little bit into how it can benefit you Absolutely. It makes things easier and streamlines things, you know, Um, that's the whole idea behind it. Uh, Obviously you want to be, um, what's the word? You want to be yourself. You you know, I I don't want to take away everything, you know, and not lose my character, not lose who I am. And yeah. So like when when you use AI, it's, it's giving you the words and stuff and you're like, you might want to tweak it a little bit because you don't want to sound like a robot, you know? Well, but it, it's also more than just like words too, because yeah, think about it. Like for for just in your use case, like before you would need to know how to use some sort of software, some Adobe motion video editing tool, or some some sort of something in order to get a desired like uh, level of quality or you know whatever it is production level for whatever it is you're creating. Well, it's like now those those actions and those insights are basically programmed into a software that you can communicate with in a much simpler way, but still get the same output without having to have known how to do all these different things in it. It's like a 10 web right now. Like it will basically take a website, all of its, you know, its uh, Elementor integrations and stuff that you would normally have to manually build. And it will just replicate it and rebuild the entire web page for you. <clears throat> and you can use that as like a framework for whatever it is you're trying to do. So mm-hmm. it's just crazy. Like, where are these things going to be in 10 years? You know, voice cloning. Like if you were to do podcasts and there wasn't video to it, like you don't even need to actually film the podcast that are ready to record nope. the podcast. You can clone your voices. You can do so many different things. And especially with AI tools, when you pay the premium, you get a premium product compared to the lower levels. That goes like the avatars, the voice cloning and stuff like that. Like pay for the good stuff and you'll appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> the YouTube channel will go through the roof. Oh, that's great. Uh, so Ty, how, how does somebody like connect with you and work with you? You know, I mean, who exactly are you trying to help out with? Um, So, I mean, connecting, like, it doesn't matter what your business is. There's an application for cold outreach. I thoroughly enjoy showing people how to do something without even needing me. Like you want to put the time into it. I'd be more than happy to give you the information that I need in order to do my job. And so like reaching out to me, isn't always, and it's like, someone going through addiction as well. Like if you're going through addiction, if you have a loved one who's going from through addiction, understanding the, the lenses of those who have lived it, 
whether it's like the loved ones or the person themselves, like um, we love providing whatever it is type of support or anything like that. Like that's just a part of giving back to like our old broken selves in a sense. Um, and so like LinkedIn is my number one platform that I use and that's Ty Shane. <clears throat> I have two emojis. Um, I mean, my website, omnimetamarketing.com, um, Facebook, Ty Shane. Um, and so, uh, yeah, my, yeah. So, I mean, that's the simplest way, uh, to, to get a hold of me. And so, yeah. Great. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put all that in the show notes and stuff. And, uh, so what, this is the question I ask everybody at the end here for you. So what are three key things you learned and used along your journey? Um, number one is reverse engineering. If you want to know how to get to where you want to be, you need to be able to define where it is you're trying to go, work backwards. And so that's like a big part of my journey right now because I want to be in politics. Well, why the heck am I in business? Well, there's there's reasons. And so that's my reverse engineer. And so reverse engineering, that was literally, that's one of the greatest, it's what China does. Like the reason people do it, it's very powerful. Uh, number two, um, so, I mean, we're talking about tools. I'm, I went like internal, like self-development kind of lenses and tools. So, uh, yeah. So reverse engineer, number one, number two, um, uh, I mean, I mean, I would, I would just take that to, um, I mean, this is an interesting question. Um, that one, I mean, it's just like for my cold emails, like using the right software for the right, um, tool for, for the right objective. So, I mean, that's not specific. I mean, I don't know how to answer this. So one's introspective. Um, one's like, it's just like warm outreach and cold outreach. That's been kind of on my mind. People approach cold outreach using warm outreach strategies, and it just does not translate the same. Um, cold outreach, you have to be a lot more meticulous about certain things, generally speaking, because of the way you're approaching someone. You're getting that first touch point now. You're not adding to an existing touch point. And so um, it's just, it's just different softwares. So, I mean, um, so just professionally with what I do, that would be the second tool is um, just using the right digital um, software for the objective you're seeking, which for me was specifically applied to warm versus cold outreach. Um, and then number three, I'm like the worst at answering this because I wasn't expecting this question. Sorry. So. Yeah, I mean, so, and the third one would be uh, God. For me, the third one tool would be God. So, I mean, that should be number one. Um, but and, yeah, that should be number one, really. Um, but those three things right there, toolbox. Um, so God, toolbox, and reverse engineering. Um, I mean, you can go as macro with that as you want. No, and it's there. there's no wrong answer, right? You know what I mean? So you're <laughs> that good. was Don't. a tricky question. That felt tricky. I was like, whoa, what, what am I even supposed to say in this instance? Do I go, in, do I go like introspective? Am I talking about like an actual tool, like a hammer or a software? Like <laughs> it's, it's it, it was whatever you used along your journey. And, and you shared that. You shared your reverse engineering. You shared your toolbox, which you went into business. But you also went back and forth with that, you know, with people and, and how your environment changed. You kind of blended that together. Um, and then God, you mentioned God. So yeah, I mean, I, I hear it all the time. So no, that was great. I, Ty, I appreciate you coming on, being open, honest, vulnerable, all the above, you know, sharing everything. And, you know, I, it, it's, it's been a pleasure having you on. I appreciate it.
Yeah. Thank you. So it was great being on. Appreciate your time and for uh, thinking of me, Jonathan. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Thank you for taking your time listening to Life's Checkmark. If you like this show, please subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll see you next time.